Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Oklahoma studios, this is the Oklahoma Varsity Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Jordan, and I'm here today with my co-host, Nick Sardis and Abby Bitterman. We have a birthday in the room today. We Abby? do. We sure Happy do. Birthday. It's me. Happy birthday, Abby. Thank you. Finally turning 18. Congratulations. I'm 23. Famous birthdays today, Donald Glover and Will Smith, and also some other people, but those are the two I care about the most. It's not bad when you share a birthday with Will Smith. I think I share a birthday with Queen Elizabeth II, though. That's pretty hard to beat. Mine's on December 31st. I'm not sure... I'm not sure who else has that birthday, but... So you made your parents give birth to you instead of going out and partying that night, I That's guess. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's like... I wonder what... Do you, is, like, February 29th, do you think that's the worst day to be born on? Like, because there are people... Like, let's say people who are... The February 29th, like, on a leap year. Oh, like, People yeah. who were born, like, 15, 20 was... years ago are, like, four years older now, technically. Technically. <laughs> I think I think Eric Horn's uh, on the Thunderbeat, his birthday is... I think he told us December 24th. So another another not fun day to be born on. That would also stink as a child because like you're so looking forward to Christmas, but then you yep. just gotta like throw them in there together. Like you get less, you're gonna get less presents. Yep. Yeah, you are. I mean, that's just that's just facts. This is episode three of the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast, but we're we're back today. Uh, like I said, celebrating a little bit of a birthday and finally getting into district play in high school football season. Um, it's finally here for ninety nine point nine percent of the teams. There's still a few uh, smaller class schools like in BNC that aren't quite at district play yet, but got a bunch of big matchups uh, around the state this week, including here in the metro. We're going to talk a little bit about those today. But first, uh, something we always want to do is talk about the best or even the worst thing we saw in the last week. Um, Guys, do you want to start with this first? I'll let you kind of take the baton. Birthday girl. Oh, okay. I yes, I will go. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the worst thing I saw this week, mostly because it just I think it added a little bit of extra sting to an already pretty uh, difficult defeat. I was at the um, I was at Moore's game at Norman on Thursday. Uh, Moore was down forty-eight to twenty-eight, and their center and oh and they were about to punt and their center snapped the ball over the punter's head and out the end zone nobody touched it on uh norman but still the the refs came out and you know clapped their hands and it was a safety um so more ended up losing 50 to 28 in a game that for a while was you know pretty back and forth pretty fun lively pretty intense and then uh you know i talked to I talked to Brad Hill afterwards, and he said that they should have they should have gone for it at one point when he chose to punt, and that really that really just turned the game from him. And after that, uh, Norman kind of took off, and Moore couldn't get back. But I feel like that play that play was rough to watch because it really it really just put the nail in the coffin on Moore. Hung half a hundred on him. They Even sure did. Technically, that means you're up by fifty, but they did score fifty. Let's count it. Let's count it. 
Nick, what about you? Uh, best thing I saw, I was covering the Newcastle Blanchard game, so Tegan Jordan had a phenomenal game, and he was our staff choice player of the week. He returned two kicks for touchdowns, and uh, he also caught a 48-yard he caught a 48-yard touchdown pass as well. So um, that's probably the best thing I saw. And he's only a sophomore, and he right. starts on both sides of the ball for them. Is he a, def- yes. is he a defensive back? Is that defensive back and wide receiver, yes. It's going to be yeah. impressive to see how his development goes because if you're already doing that against a pretty a good opponent in Blanchard, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what he can do and if they're going to continue to utilize him like that throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And as a sophomore, he's already starting to take a little bit of a leadership role on that team. You know, he told me that he, um, right before his first uh, kickoff return for a touchdown, that he told his team that they needed to do, they were down by seven and they needed to do something to get the energy up. And then he went out and did that himself. So it's pretty interesting. We also had some weather last Friday. Hopefully, this is a, I do, I do have great news for everybody and including us next week, the highs or low 70s oh that's lovely next thursday and friday is like 72 71 i am pumped for one we i think everybody else it. is too we're finally it's october mm-hmm. it's finally going to cool down here in a couple in the next week or so but for now we're still in the september even though it's fall it's going to be like 92 degrees today so yeah. whatever i would say for me uh, a couple things um first uh sam brant bethany's quarterback and defensive back he was the oklahoma well, on the oklahoma's all-state team last year as a defensive back um he's just he's so good <laughs> uh sam is just he's a he's a fun player to watch he was outstanding against kingfisher he had a couple touchdowns running a couple touchdowns throwing and nearly 300 total yards or nearly 400 total yards excuse me and uh he really is the sparkle plug that makes bethany go and bethany uh started off really strong this season so far 3-0 in non-district play but here in a couple weeks they have a big game against tuttle it's going to be a rematch of the class 4a state title game and that's going to be at tuttle um that's going to be a really fun game to watch here in a couple weeks that um, I'm sure that we will find our way to that day, but he was one of them. Uh, the second one was I was at a volleyball match last night, number two, Edmund North at number three, Edmund Memorial, and it was a, like a spike fest, if that is even – like the amount of kills between Edmund North's Cameron Backus and Edmund Memorial's Annie Davis, those two were just outstanding last night. It was such a fun volleyball match to be a part of. The atmosphere was great. The crowd was great. Frankly, the crowd was better than I've heard at a lot of basketball games, so you student sections around there need to apparently step it up. But those are two of the biggest things that I saw last week. Kind of transitioning into our games of the week. Um, guys, let's start with one. Um, we're not going to be at this one this week, but it's a pretty big matchup in Class 6A2 between Dell City and Choctaw. Um, I think it's really interesting from both sides because you have Dell City, which is probably number two in that district. But in Choctaw's aspect, trying to get back into the playoffs – this is a game that, if you can pull this upset, it's something that could really spark them along throughout this season. And it's an intriguing matchup because it's going to come down to Dell City's really stellar defense against Choctaw's offense. And I th- and it's just really on Choctaw's side, it's going to be th- quarterback Thad Williams, and then for Dell City, it's going to be Donovan Stevens and Rajon Tatum on defense. Um, it's going to come down to how well those two star linebackers can play against uh, Choctaw, but at the same time, Choctaw is a young team. They haven't really been in an ex- in a situation like this where in week four, your first district game really means so much, and it's something that it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how they can handle that. Another game that we'll talk a little bit about is is Piedmont at Guthrie, and Nick, I know you were at Noble Piedmont last week, and, yes. and um, Guthrie is a team that's coming off a bye. It's going to be interesting to see how they can do. They won their first game, squeaked out against Enid. They held off a late rally, and then dropped consecutive games against Ponca City and Shawnee, and Piedmont lost its first game and has won two, but they don't have a bye. So I'm really inter- kind of interested to see this matchup as well. 
Yeah, Piedmont's an interesting team. They run the flex bone, and uh, I mean they were unstoppable against Noble. They ran for it was over 400 yards, and they I mean <laughs> Noble just they looked flustered out there on defense. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see the flex bone against Guthrie. Guthrie has a good team, so uh, that'll be an interesting game for sure. I'm interested in getting out to a game at Guthrie because I've been told multiple times this week by multiple people that it's the best the best stadium to see it's in Oklahoma. Rock. Yes, and every time someone tells me it's called The Rock, I think of the Jelsma song Stadium. Welcome to the Rock from the musical Come From Away. So, And then it gets stuck in my head for like 20 minutes. Can't say I know what that is. Maybe I've heard it, maybe I haven't. But You should watch the Tonys. It's a good award show. I hear Tonys and I don't know what the third Tony Parker? No, it's like the awards for Broadway. Name drop. <laughs> no, that doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> apply. <laughs> No, but it's it's uh, that's going to be another game that we watch out for. And then uh, Christian Heritage Academy at Cashin. That's uh, another big game in the city between a couple of Class A schools. Cashin ranked number one. CHA is ranked number four. CHA is coming off a state runner-up appearance. Uh, they really six and four after district play. Just got on a roll in the playoffs, winning obviously getting all the way to the state title game, winning four games, and then falling to eventual champion Taqua. But then you have Cashin this year, which returned which returned 21 of 22 offensive starters, and they're rolling, coming off a huge win against Crescent in a rivalry game. I think this game is just going to be interesting to see. Okay, we have the team that's the heavy favorite to win it on Class A against the one that last year got to that spotlight, fell a little bit short, and is maybe more motivated to come back and play even better. So that's mm-hmm. something that really stands out to me. Yeah, they're both they're both undefeated right now, so you got to imagine that the motivation on both sides going into that game is pretty high. I, I would I would definitely think so. I want to backtrack to Piedmont at uh, so would you who who who's going to win between the Wildcat and the Blue Jay? Who wins that? Oof. It's tough. I'll go with Piedmont. If you uh, want my Mike Leach style answer, I think that the Wildcat could easily beat a Blue Jay. Um, but I am also, uh, in a more realistic sense, going to go with Piedmont over Guthrie. Yeah, I'm, o- I'm also going to pick Piedmont over Guthrie. I have the final score, 28-27. I think it's going to be a close game. I think with a couple weeks to prepare that Guthrie is just going to be more ready to play and not come out as possibly, I don't want to say lethargic is the right word, but just come out more prepared, more ready to play. But as Nick alluded to, the the flexbone offense is really tough to defend in high school. Is you have one kid that doesn't do his assignment right on defense, and it's an eighty-yard touchdown run. I believe Piedmont scored on the second play. If that is, yes. didn't that happen? And it's yes. just it takes one play like that, and and it's like, what are we doing wrong? It's just so hard to defend. And I think Piedmont is just Jeff Hall's really got that team rolling right now, and so I'm going to go with Piedmont in that game. And then again, backtracking uh, to Dell City Choctaw, kind of looking at that game. If you guys had to make a pick, who are you going to take in that one? Nick, who you got? Let's go with Dell City. Dell City. Dell City. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Choctaw just to keep things interesting. Uh oh, going with a little, going with an upset there. Yep. You, you, you know you can't you can't just pick like straight favorites. That's no fun. Yeah, I I mean I agree. You gotta make, you gotta spice it up a little bit. I am not gonna go with Choctaw. I'm gonna go with Dell City. I think the quarterback Quinlan Ganther as well is gonna really help them get out to a lead. I have uh, I have Dell City winning that one, 38-21. Well then, I guess I'm really trying to break things up in the tie we've got going on in our picks right now one-on-one last week a quick throwback nick picked westmore over mustang while abby and i both picked mustang so he's a winner there but abby and i both picked more over nor or excuse me norman over more and nick just really liked those more schools i guess i did yeah it, and it worked out i mean he one-on-one so yep. if you're keeping track of the standings at home 
kind of looking across the state this week, there's quite a few games all all around. Um, in Class 2A, you have Metro Christian and Adair. That's going to be a really great showdown of two great offenses. Um, really, who's going to get a stop in that game is who that's going to come down to. But then in 6A1, you have the East Powers that are colliding. You have Broken Arrow facing off against Jinx, and then you have Owasso facing Tulsa Union. And I think both those games are going to be interesting because – all four teams come off bye weeks. Every single team is in a different boat right now. Broken Arrow and Owasso are the last two defending state champions. Owasso in 2017, Broken Arrow in 2018. But Owasso just won that game in week two. And then you have Jinx, which is really trying to figure it out because they lost their last two games after an outstanding defensive performance in their first. And then you have Tulsa Union, which, like we said, coming off a win against Jinx, but it lost a game in there between the Broken Arrow. So it's just going to be kind of interesting to see how those matchups turn out as well. In other football news, um, sad news to report as well at a Lexington, uh, a middle school football player, Riley Boatwright, a 13-year-old eighth grader, uh, died yesterday. Um, do not sure of the extent of the injury, not sure much of what happened. It was just a game he was playing in last night and unfortunately uh, passed away. It's the second football player in as many weeks. Uh, Peter Webb, Southwest Covenant sophomore, 16-year-old, uh, died a couple weeks ago after suffering a head injury in a game. So. Our thoughts and prayers are from all of us are definitely down with the Lexington family right now. Um, just an unfortunate couple weeks in, in that aspect from from football goes. Um, Absolutely. Guys, in some non-football news this week, I know our district play is getting underway, but in some non-football news, um, state tournament time is creeping ever so closely in all these sports. I know it's small, right around the corner. Small school softball and baseball district or district tournaments are underway. Um, regionals are coming up really quick in both those sports um we're starting to have a bunch of conference tournaments coac tournament acac tournaments um what are some of the things in and just around the <laughs> just around the sports realm that have stood out to you most so far in these last couple of weeks well in in softball you know everyone's finishing up their district seasons trying to um trying to you know make it into the first or second spot in their district if that's still possible to be able to host a regional because I mean as someone who um played softball not in not in this state but I played high school softball in Illinois I know how big it is to host a regional and so when I've been talking to softball coaches lately like that's the big thing that they've stressed to me is that they're really trying to get their teams in their and their teams are really trying to get in position to be able to host a regional because because that's big come uh come playoff time but um, I'll also, this Friday, be out at the uh, Edmond Tournament in Edmond. I guess that was <laughs> self-explanatory. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm excited to get my first chance to, to go um, watch, watch some high school softball. So, yeah. Let's say, Nick, you wrote, you wrote for today about uh, Mackenzie Wagner, right? And yeah, she's, she's yeah. phenomenal. She's, uh, she's thrown four no-hitters in the last five games, so... She's on a roll for sure, and uh, a senior at Newcastle, correct? Senior at Newcastle, she allowed just one earned run or unearned run last season, and she's having another terrific year. She's thrown uh, four no hitters in the last five games. Newcastle will be at that tournament. I would definitely strike out against her. I would not be able to make contact, foul the ball off. She's phenomenal. You know how hard she throws? Uh, Sixty to sixty-four, but Ooh. her off-speed pitches are really. That's what will get you. The thing you. that sets her apart. I so. will cry. That's what will get you, the off speed. And, like, the way she – like, her pitches look the same. Like, they have the same spin. So, like, her rise ball, like, 
coming out of her hand looks the same as her curveball. So, I mean, you're just up there. Just <laughs> What college interest does she have? Uh, well, she's committed to Liberty, which is a Division One school in Virginia, coached by Dot Richardson. She was a Olympic softball player. And, uh, you know, she received some interest from OU and OSU, but she was – she was kind of set on Liberty, so that's where she's going. Speaking of Olympic softball, side note, the um, U.S. Olympic team trials for softball are taking place in Oklahoma City starting next week. That's right. I wonder if I could show up with a bat and a ball and <laughs> throw on a wig and then how quickly I'd get thrown out. Well, I mean... Do we know if Sydney Romero is going to be there? Sydney Romero is going to be there. She, okay, so she said at first that she was going to play for Mexico, but now she's... She she is on the list of people who have accepted the invitation. I know invitation. she's on the list, but is yes. she going? Do we well, know? Well, she accepted the invitation, okay, so, so I assume accepted. that means she'll be there. Okay, I didn't know if she accepted or not. So. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, as for you, Cameron, I feel like you will not be making Team USA. The only thing that my, – my goal to make Team USA is bobsled. Let me tell you now. <laughs> Luge skeleton, I'd be fine with that, but – bobsled i would love to do some bobsled which is the one where you're going head first that is skeleton i don't like that one yeah that one is pretty dangerous but luge is also if you get out of control on that thing going 80 miles an hour down an ice ramp it's gonna hurt (laughs) a girl um in my uh chapter of my sorority is does something is either on the u.s olympic team or like has try is trying out for it in luge or skeleton or bobsled one of those i went to go do it one time with her but like i said i want a bobsled Mm -hmm. i tried i tried curling uh during the last u.s olympic uh winter olympics um because that's my winter sport of choice and you know you'd think it'd be really simple but i let go of my first rock and uh as i let go wiped out on the ice but did you stay up till 4 a.m to watch team usa capture the gold medal of course i'm a i'm a big big curling fan that was i that was one of the best nights Mm because i was just getting so into curling when i didn't know much i can't say i didn't know much about it before but man it's a fun sport i mean like okay sometimes it's not the most exciting thing but you know when when you get into those like big big matches it's it's fun it's fun to watch them like i bet most people would say curling is more boring than golf Mm mm-hmm Curling is more well. I don't think golf is that boring, especially if it's a Sunday. Sunday You're a golf golf's... guy, aren't you, Cam? Big golf guy. Big golf. Big guy. Go- capital B. I am not. Guy. Cameron. Cameron looks like he could be golfing right now. He's wearing like <laughs> uh, an Under Armour polo and some like gym shoes. A little more than 36 hours until I teed up for the first time since Labor Day, and let me tell you, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> um. In the volleyball realm, the new rankings came out yesterday. They come out every Tuesday. Uh, Broken Air moved up to number one. Emma North slid down to number two. Um, with Memorial at three, um, it's fairly easy to see. Now that Memorial has two head-to-head wins against North, it's fairly easy to see that they will probably hop up into that two slot if they win tomorrow against Jinx. Norman North at four, Mustang at five, Deer Creek six, Evan Santa Fe at seven, and Jinx at eight. Um, kind of getting close to state tournament time for that, too. Um, other city area teams in the poll, we have Bishop McGinnis at number two in Class 5A. Slide down to Class 4A, you have Oklahoma Christian at number two, Christian Heritage at number five, and Southwest Covenant at number four, and Bethany and Crossings Christian come in at six and seven. 
And then you slide down to 3A, not local teams, but we have Metro Christian, Oklahoma Union, Oklahoma Bible Academy, OK, Oklahoma. Still a great name. And then you have uh, Chisholm as well. Um, kind of uh, kind of moving on. You know, we were, we were discussing this as well, not to get way too off topic, but we were discussing, are you a cat or are you a dog person? <laughs> this all started because I was writing a story on Monday and my roommate's cat, who is also kind of now my cat since I um, work from home most days, I was like, you know, kind of lounging while I was typing and uh, her name's Bella. She came and like laid across me between me and my computer and I had to kind of type around her and I sent a picture to the guys and Cameron has a similar picture of a cat uh, <laughs> impeding his ability to use his computer as well. And uh, Nick, Nick, <laughs> let us know what you said. Not a cat, not, not a cat guy. Definitely not. Not not a cat person. Not a cat guy. No. You know. I mean, I just. They're just strange to me. Oh heck yeah, they're strange. Yeah. That's why they're, they're so awesome. Yeah. They're not, like, I didn't think I'd be a cat person until I lived consistently with a cat. And Bella and I have our ups and downs, you know? Like, during the day, you know, we're good friends. We hang out. At night, sometimes she uh, attacks my feet under my comforter, and I get a little mad at her for that, and I uh, make her leave my room. But they can be fun. They They can be very loving, you know? I guess. I don't know, man. But also... But also, when they when they do not want your affection back, they let you know immediately, which a dog would never. I just I have to say that a dog would never. So are you are you like one hundred percent cats over dogs? No. So what's better if you had to, if you had to make a choice? I know what Nick's is. We know what Nick's is. Yeah, if right. I had to pick one, I mean, I, I would, don't know if I can answer that right now because I like dogs as well. I would if I was if I could only pick one, I would go with a dog, especially if it's a corgi. Um, oh, Right, but you know, I'm come like I'm I'm increasingly coming around on cats. But if I was gonna get a, a a pet myself, it would probably be a dog. I mean, dogs are clearly the superior animal. I mean, you don't see cats like sniffing out bombs and drugs and different things like that. And you don't, you don't see cats like on the sideline or cats don't work know, as hard as dogs. That's, they don't. That's yeah. and they're standoffish. A lot of times. You ever seen a dog run up a 40-foot tree in about three seconds? That's not a... Uh, who cares? Yeah, but the cat <laughs> won't come back down. It will. You gotta, like, if it's a big cat. <laughs> what kind of dog, Nick, if you had to pick a kind of dog? I can't, I can't pick one. That's what they're, they're called? They're just... They're, they're great. German, I mean, German Shepherds are pretty awesome. I want a German Shepherd named Deuce. Still, still a Corgi. <laughs> Corgis are also named awesome. Deuce. Named Deuce. And see, you could teach him to roll over, sit, sniff bombs. I mean, whatever. I mean, I saw a corgi over the weekend, and I like almost like ran it down so I could ask its owner if I could pet it. But then I was like, no, be a normal person, just keep walking. <laughs> just l- l- look at I the really bulldog. Look at the bulldog at Georgia. Uga. I mean, isn't isn't that just like Uga. okay? But what about the uh, the whole lion at LSU? That doesn't count. They, aren't, a, they aren't. Isn't that a tiger? That's oh, a, I meant tiger. Wow. Yeah, this isn't the Wizard tiger. of Oz. Nope, I meant a tiger. That That's completely different. Sorry, sorry, Baton Rouge. Isn't that where LSU is? That's, that's right. Yeah. Um, 
So big cats don't co- count in the conversation no, about cats? No, because they're not, like, domesticated. That's, that's fair. Yeah, we got to keep it to domestic domestic animals. <laughs> <laughs> to get back on track here, uh, kind of looking ahead. Um, Wait, similar. Wait, before, we, before, <laughs> <laughs> before we talk about the actual things we're here to talk about. Okay, Norman has a serious skunk problem. I don't know if you guys know this. Do you, you live in Norman, Abby. I do live in Norman. Um, there is a serious yeah, that's skunk a thing problem. I might know. Yeah. And they're nocturnal, so they come out at night, and they're everywhere. They're everywhere, so I just I just wanted to say that. And, you know, something needs to be done about it, but, but yeah. Apparently they're not crossing the road enough, or that may be worse, though, because then during the day they'd just be laying there. And no, I think it's that they are crossing the road. Like, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of skunks, like, dead in the middle of the road. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. Yeah. Maybe and it's like, a like I said, they're nocturnal, so... Maybe it's a ploy by, like, Texas or Oklahoma State fans or something to plant skunks in Norman. Maybe. maybe. Some, maybe so. Somebody call Bria Clark, see what she knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back on topic here, uh, what project are you guys uh, working on here in this next week? Um, Nick, I know you got a story coming out this Friday. Um, tell us a little bit about that one. Uh, it's a story about Sam Tigner. He had a heat stroke over the summer and uh he was an offensive lineman at deer creek and um he can't play anymore um just uh too much to overcome but he's still part of the team so that's basically what the story's about from my end uh, kind of looking way ahead to next week um, i'm gonna write a uh, a story about a little league football team from a few years ago where most of the kids now are are playing at the at the high school level. Um, kids like Sam Brand, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Dominic Richardson at Bishop McGinnis, uh, Zachary Dorch at Putnam City North. They all played on uh, the Putnam City Knights football team from 2006 to 2011 that went 170 and four. And most of the kids who are still on that team um, still play in Oklahoma City. Uh, they went down and played at uh, Deion Sanders Tex- and uh, Truth team and went two and three against them. They've also played a Texas team at the Cotton Bowl. Um, so I'm going to kind of write a story about them and recollect about one of arguably the top youth football teams that has ever come out of uh, Oklahoma. Is there anything in life that you think you could go 170 and four at? NCAA football, dynasty mode, NCAA 14 dynasty mode right now. I'm in like my 10th or 11th season as a head coach. I'm currently at Washington State. Sorry, Mike Leach. I have lost one game during my tenure head or during my entire dynasty, and it was when I was an offensive coordinator at North Texas. And we were playing at Ohio State and lost in triple overtime. Wait, they brought that video game back? And I still have an Xbox 360. Wow. So what year was this Was the video game? 2013 is when it came out. Okay. A lot and of st- Mike Leach content this pod. We're going to have to rank the uh, who would win in a fight between the people in the newsroom eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Go Hunger Game style or something. Who would oh, win? Gosh. <laughs> Coming next week on the, on the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. Yep. Abby, what about you? Um, I am uh, working on a story about uh, Guyman, um, a school out there in the Panhandle. Way out yonder. Yep. Um, My mom is from there. Well, close. Oh, yeah? From there, yes. Well, they're um, in uh, 5A, um, and in their district, they got to travel pretty far. They got to come, you know... uh, into the Oklahoma City area, even go down to Lawton to uh, face their district opponents. So kind of, what's it like on that bus, you know? All those long hours on the bus. What's what's that like for them, you know? Like, uh, ten uh, hours round trip. Unfortunately for Guyman, coming down to the city this week, 
Gaiman's had a rough start to the season, 0-3. They're facing off against the Carlotta Titans, 39 straight wins, three straight state championships, and one of the top teams not only in the state but in the country. That I'll be there. That team's hard to forget. So sure. after Yeah, a, I was going to say, you think they'll remember them this week? After a five-hour <laughs> drive, they're going to get off the bus only to meet the Titans. Hey, remember the Titans celebrated its... 19th or 20th, 20th anniversary 20th earlier this week or late last week i forget what it was yep um guys that's really all i have um this week i'm going to be out at uh, i know we talked a little bit about it earlier i'm going to be at, out at a uh, christian heritage at cashin um where are you guys heading i, I think abby just kind of said where you're going to be yes too. i will be at uh guy Manette, carl albert i'll be at tecumseh uh tuttle and also tomorrow, kind of a little uh, sneak peek, I'm going to be at Enid at Westmore. Uh, Rashawn Woods comes back to Oklahoma City. He's been in John Marshall, helpfully then to a state title in 2017. But he's leading Enid this year and really doing uh, working to turn that program around, get them back on the right track. And they're facing off against Westmore. And I'm going to be writing a story about Westmore quarterback Dayton Wolf. He's had an absolutely incredible start to the season. Um, so I'm going to be writing about that, and that will be in Friday's Oklahoman and also online at oklahoman.com. Um, guys? Good discussion about cats, Mike Leach, yep. and, and sure. a little bit of everything. So Send us your questions. Yeah. Send, uh, make sure if you're listening, make sure you guys subscribe. Um, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate feedback, too. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Uh, follow all of us on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is cam, C-A-M underscore Jordan, J-O-U-R-D-A-N. And you guys, it is essentially the exact same thing, but I'll let you kind of say it. Abby underscore Bitterman. Uh, if you go to my Twitter today, I believe you get to see the balloons that pop up for my birthday. So, you know, an added bonus. And, and, you, then, get to, and you get to wish her a happy birthday. And then you can click that follow button. Nick underscore Sardis. I haven't posted anything today. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think I've, I don't think I've really posted anything today either. Or maybe I did. But the balloons still come up, so. That's, always, that's definitely a, a good thing. It's not a bad yeah. thing when it's your birthday, so. Guys, thank you for listening. Like we said, uh, this is the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss on any episodes. We record every Wednesday during the football season. Going to keep doing it during basketball season. Going to keep doing it during every sports season. You can't get away from us. Never. Never can you get away. Um, make sure you guys stay tuned for our next episode to come Wednesday, next Wednesday, and you can keep up with all of our coverage on Oklahoman.com. Oklahoman.com.